Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, certified nutritional practitioner and health coach and the host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. Today, I have Michelle Mills on the show talking all about eczema because she is an eczema expert. She's dealt with it herself and she coaches her clients through it using mindset work, habit change, and nutrition to feel better faster. Before we get into this episode, I just want to talk about my PCOS Breakthrough Academy. Doors are officially open for my three-month coaching program. This is my most successful coaching program because it is so specific to you. Every PCOS type is different. Every individual is different. So we really need to respect that when we're looking at the treatment and protocol. So you are given a specific protocol to follow. We go through what nutrition you should be including, what you should be avoiding, um, obviously how to include that into your lifestyle and make it sustainable. No boring bland salads here, no restrictions, no calorie counting. Uh, We look at what are some lifestyle changes that need to be happening? What are the obstacles in your way? What is the mindset work, the emotional work that needs to be addressed as well? And you are given my online portal for free, which is my blueprint to understanding PCOS and the root imbalances so that you can start to heal. You have lifelong access to this and any modifications. So it's eight modules and it's going through all of the underlying foundations that you need to address for PCOS. And then you also go away with homework and guides and recipes and all sorts of things to help you on your journey. And that is your self-paced learning portion of the program. And then of course we work together and we check in regularly to go through how are things going for you? What do we need to change? What do we need to support with? That you feel supported and accountable and you actually know what you should be doing. So all of the guesswork is taken out. You are given all of the steps that you should be taking. And of course you have my guidance and support along the way. So I would love to support you with this. I only have a few spots per month just because I obviously want to be given my full attention to each of my clients. So if you are called to work together or to find out more about this, to start reversing your PCOS naturally, holistically, then you can check out the link in the show notes, check out a little bit more about the program. There is an application form that you will need to fill out and we can get chatting about how we can support your PCOS if this is the right fit for you. And I would love to support you further. Hello and welcome, Michelle, onto the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So today it's going to be all about eczema. I know that's your zone of genius. That's really, you know, where you do most of your work. So our chat is going to be revolving around this condition. And before we dive into questions and getting into the nitty gritty of things, I would like to ask people, you know, what brought you here? Obviously, um, you know, for the most part, people experience these kinds of conditions. Like for myself, I coach with PCOS because I have PCOS. So I'm guessing you coach around eczema because you dealt with eczema, (laughs) right? Yes. It was a lifelong battle for me. And I actually was able to come up with a solution. And so eczema is not a trouble for me anymore. And I knew I had to help people with the struggle that I've had my whole life. And when did that show up for you? So for me, it actually came and went my whole life. It started when I was a baby It would come and go as I got older. It would be worse some years than others. Um, Middle school was a really hard time for me. Um, And then it showed back up in 2017. And that's kind of where my whole story starts. 
did you see there was like triggers to your eczema? So eczema is a lot more complicated than a lot of people think. So, you know, doctors actually think that eczema is like a allergic skin reaction when in reality it's very, very complex and it's more so kind of categorized as toxic overload. And so eczema is really no different from any other condition. It's just that our genetics say eczema. Other people's genetics may say things like PCOS or acne. Mm, yeah, totally. I see that a lot too. And that's why you obviously hear this too. I get a lot of people being like, what is the supplement I can take? What is the cause of this? And it's usually like not one cause. It's usually like the bucket overflowing. And of course, you know, genetic predispositions do play a role, but it's going to be the environmental factors, right? And I mean, we're so toxic nowadays. It does make a lot of sense that toxins are going to be one of the biggest triggers. Um, and so for you, did you see like eczema come up? I don't know if I'm saying it wrong, but I just say eczema. So just bear with me. You say it differently. So whatever. I'm just going to keep saying it like that. You're in um, Canada, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I think in the States, we usually say eczema. And then I hear a lot of uh, people from Canada say eczema. So you're, you're good. <laughs> we have different words that we say differently. So whatever. <laughs> just owning it. Um, so before we get into like the triggers and everything, um, in your practice, do you see this becoming more of an issue? Like, is this, is, um, are the rates of eczema going up? Why, and why would you think this is? Rapidly, rapidly. So it's really interesting. The more I start to learn about other conditions, the more I realize how similar eczema really is to just about everything. And so as this Western society and, and Western habits keep plunging forward as things are cheaper, faster, all of these things. And, and we go into the whole like get rich quick scheme and, oh, take this pill and you'll be fine and you can eat whatever you want. It's just as this, um, as these habits aren't changing, you know, more and more people are getting conditions like eczema. And so Eczema is actually considered an autoimmune condition and it stems from the immune system. And so there's a whole umbrella of other autoimmune disorders and conditions and, and so many more people more and more often. The rates are just skyrocketing over the last 20 years um, for people with autoimmune diseases and disorders. Yeah, I definitely see that a lot too. It's definitely an epidemic and you're right. It's definitely how we're living our lives and, you know, our society has just become so fast paced, but our physiological body is just not able to keep up with, you know, the advancements. Really, when we look at it, it's only been like maybe 50 years that things have really propelled like <laughs> a crazy rate. Yeah. And yeah, we're just, our body is like, what the hell is going on? And it's almost like we've forgotten how to listen to our bodies and how to take care of our bodies. And that's obviously why, you know, like people like you and me are paid to actually help people understand that again. And that's why it also does get very frustrating um, when we hear things like, what is the quick fix? Um, I just want to like, tell whatever. And a lot of people learn the hard way that that's not the way to really reverse any condition or heal it over the long term. Um, but we are in a society that's just conditioned on, you know, we want everything fast, we want the fast results, we want 
it's kind of effort, but unfortunately our body doesn't respond to that. So for you, what did you, what did you do when you had that flare up again? So basically what happened was, is eczema can come and go. And as your life becomes more stressful, as there's more things that add and build up, or even when things get less stressful, it's time for your body to detox. And so it was right after college, which is very, very common for a lot of people. They'll actually have it on and off in their childhood. And then around the age of 21, it comes back with vengeance. And so that's exactly what happened. I got really severe eczema in 2017. I was in grad school. There was a lot of emotional things going on in my life. I started eating really poorly. And funny enough, I had done a round of Whole30 and I got super rebellious. And so that whole fall, I was like sitting there eating bagels and ice cream and and cheese and all the things because I was like, I want to eat whatever I want. And it very, very rapidly. I mean, within three months, my eczema went from non-existent to absolutely taking over my arms and starting to take over my legs. And it was really scary how rapid it was. And this was the fastest it had ever been. And if you have eczema and you're listening to this, the things I'm about to say do not sound uncommon. So it was really painful, extremely itchy. I was having sleepless nights. So a lot of times when you have eczema, you'll wake up in the middle of the night with this massive itch or right before you're going to bed, there's this itch. And right when you wake up, there's this itch. You can't keep your hands off of your skin. It was anything someone with extreme eczema goes through. I had it. It, it led me to some of the most stress I've ever been through. I was crying. It was just so painful in the worst moments possible, but I was stubborn. And Basically, what happens is if you go to the doctor, you likely go to the dermatologist because eczema is on the skin. And so it makes sense to go to the dermatologist. However, they're not quite updated with all of these new changes and even realizing that eczema is an autoimmune disorder. And so um, going to see a functional doctor is actually the best thing you can do, knowing that now. At the time, I I was so stubborn. I was like, I know I can't go to the doctor. All they want to do is prescribe topical steroids, oral steroids, or an immune suppressant. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. My parents were so worried about me. I was just getting worse and worse and worse. But I knew in my heart that I could heal it holistically. I knew enough about nutrition, about other people healing things like cancer. I was like, look, I can do this. And so I ended up creating a holistic system. I was doing so much research. I'm, I'm kind of a research bug. So like I'll go in and, and read articles off of MCBI like nonstop and compare this research to that research. So I, I dug in and I refused to believe that there was any other outcome than to heal. And so for me, it was creating a diet, which I call the gut healing eczema protocol. It was cleaning up my lifestyle, meaning Uh, we'll get into this later, but a lot about your lifestyle actually has a lot of toxins in it. Um, So not maybe toxins that you typically think of, but toxins like parabens in your hair care products. And of course, the big one, which is learning stress management. And so with on these, I was actually able to heal pretty much in three months, which was insane. And I went to YouTube. I had been on YouTube already for two years and shared my story. 
and it kind of blew up and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And people were coming to me and asking me all these questions and I was like, okay, clearly there's something going on here. And I was starting to get unhappy with grad school and I was like, wow, this is really what I need to be doing. So dropped out of grad school for various reasons and ended up becoming a certified health coach. And I dove into starting to help people heal their eczema naturally. Amazing. And I've been looking at what you've been doing in your program and the results look incredible. So I'm so glad that you didn't give up during that period because a lot of us do tend to kind of, you know, go with the negative thinking and, you know, following doctor's advice, like just take this pill, whatever, and you stuck to your gut. So that's amazing to hear. Congratulations on that. Um, but before we get into more of the um, detailed questions, I'd love for you to explain a little bit about what exactly eczema is for the person who doesn't really know. Absolutely. Um, so as I mentioned before, if you go to a conventional doctor, they're going to explain eczema as an allergic skin condition. Um, but if you go see a functional doctor, they will actually go a little bit deeper. Eczema is so much more than just the skin. It's a variety of organs that are in a way malfunctioning. And so oh, it's actually an autoimmune disorder and it's related to the immune system. And so the immune system is actually attacking the skin. And for people with autoimmune disorders, our immune systems are attacking different organs. And so that's what classifies one autoimmune disease or disorder from another. So for example, Hashimoto's is when the immune system attacks the thyroid. So um, that's kind of what overall eczema is. But, you know, going into more details, it does have to do with like leaky gut and it, it ends up dealing with the liver as well. But we can get into that a little bit later going a little bit deeper. And so these are like red patches that show up anywhere that are like itchy and painful? It's kind of different for everybody. So like the way you know you have eczema, um, you can actually go get it tested by a doctor. Um, they can test the bacteria that's on the eczema um, to see if it is in fact eczema or psoriasis. It's different from psoriasis um, only slightly. Uh, psoriasis is actually an autoimmune disorder as well but um, the appearance of it is a lot different. So psoriasis tends to be a little bit more purple, a little bit more scab-like. Um, eczema can look like ringworm. It's red, itchy. You can have periods of flaking, periods of dryness. A lot of times when it's mild, you'll think it's just dry skin. And are there different types of eczema that can show up? Yeah, so there's actually six different types of eczema. Um, atopic dermatitis is the most common and the one that I <clears throat> and the one that I personally dealt with myself. Um, and there's actually one type of eczema that is bacterial and actually not immune system related at all. And that's actually called seboric dermatitis. And the methods that we talk about today won't actually apply to SD or seboric dermatitis. And then one other thing that kind of falls into this category is called topical steroid withdrawal. It's commonly mistaken for eczema, and we don't quite know if it is eczema or if it's not eczema, but basically what happens is if you've ever taken topical steroids, it's very likely that you will withdraw off of it, causing dry, flaking skin pretty much all over your body. 
doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> so you kind of mentioned a little bit about, you know, steroid use in conventional medicine. Is that um, the main form of treatment in the conventional world? Yes. So the very first thing that a conventional doctor will prescribe is a topical steroid. And then you move into immune, immunosuppressants. Um, so for example, if you have eczema, you've probably heard of Dupixent. Dupixent is an immune suppressing injection, um, but you do have to take topical steroids before being able to be um, like able to take something like Dupixent. So it's kind of like a prerequisite to an immunosuppressant is a topical steroid. And so that's kind of the string of events for conventional healing. Um, in addition to, they will try to say, oh, make sure to keep it moisturized. You can use something like Eucrisa or um, hydrocortisone cream. And so that's, that's the conventional approach. And what is the issue with this for people who, you know, are going to the doctor, and their doctor is telling them this is the way to go. Why is this not the way to go? <laughs> yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> To start off with, this isn't addressing the root cause. Um, it is addressing one aspect of eczema, which is, I don't know how scientific you want me to get in this podcast, but diving in a little bit is... So science we like science. Okay. Um, it's interesting. People with eczema, we don't respond the same, or we are not having the same response basically our bodies can produce steroids naturally. It's like a natural hormone. And we do not have a strong enough response to stress. And so this is kind of like the old way of thinking about eczema. And so it makes a lot of sense that they created topical steroids because it's what steroids do naturally is they're anti-inflammatory. And that's exactly what a topical steroid does. However, we're not addressing the root cause through topical steroids. The root cause is there's a lot of really easy addressable issues that you just have to change. Like they're just these lifestyle changes you have to make. It's just this easy Western society that's causing all of these issues. Um, going into immunosuppressants, that's kind of addressing the idea that eczema is an autoimmune disorder. And so it's then suppressing the immune system that is overactive. And so the issue with topical steroids is you'll end up with topical steroid withdrawal. And unfortunately, the only thing I'm seeing that's helping people with topical steroid withdrawal is going on immunosuppressant. So it's a long cycle. And if you don't break it, you will just constantly spend the rest of your life on either a topical steroid or an immunosuppressant you actually get to a point where topical steroids will stop working. And that's when you have to do the holistic approach. So it's just not sustainable in the slightest. Mm, and then obviously if you do go with that route, there's a lot more work to be done after. A lot, a lot. It's the, the more you cycle through using topical steroids, the more holistic work you're going to have to go through because there's more damage done to your body. Yeah, and that's what I also say to clients who are like, how long is this going to take? Like, how long do I need to do this diet for? And it's really getting out of the thinking of, you know, the quick fix again. Like, how can I make this a lifelong supportive 
diet and lifestyle instead of looking for the quick fix approach that's just going to backfire on you. And then people, you know, if you've been dealing with this for like 25 years, 30 years, 40 years, or you've been doing, you know, you've been eating poorly, you've been under chronic stress, you are having like a really unhealthy lifestyle, then obviously the longer that goes on for it, the more work you're going to have to do. So it just makes sense. And unfortunately, we're going to have to do some work if we actually do want to heal. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's such a hard question to answer. You know, when a client asks, how long is this going to take? It's like, wow, you know, there's so many factors that go into that. That's almost impossible to answer in some cases. Yeah, exactly. And we can't really give you like on the 23rd of February, you will be cured. Like that's, there's not like a date, like your body is going to decide for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously it's different for each person. So where does the holistic approach differ? Obviously we're looking at the root cause. So where do you usually start when you have somebody who comes to you with yeah, very first step is we recognize their root cause. And I kind of t call this like their um, toxic overload profile. And so we address where these toxins are coming from. So toxins meaning anything that's harmful to the body. So addressing stress management, working on bringing really healthy habits into your life. So that being calming the body down. Stress actually has a major, major impact on eczema and so focusing on strategies like meditation positive thinking affirmations is really beneficial and then it's diet can be massive for people with eczema we have a lot of dietary triggers um, things like gluten and dairy will actually cause leaky gut and leaky gut is usually a major root cause um, candida can actually be a root cause of eczema and so can parasites. Um, sometimes people end up with different things like that. Uh, not going to get into the details of that because that gets a little bit nasty. Um, and then there's, of course, you know, getting rid of toxic products. So a lot of people who have eczema have had a history of using antibiotics. And so the holistic approach is fixing your gut bacteria. Your gut is pretty much the center of a lot of issues. And for eczema, focusing on gut health is pretty much the key to getting rid of it. So eating gut healing foods, making sure that your gut bacteria is balanced. And so that's exactly what candida is. It's an unbalanced gut where a yeast bacteria has actually overgrown. And so funny enough, candida can actually be the sole root cause of one person's eczema, which is really interesting. Um, typically, I don't usually see that. I see a variety of things. It's, you know, at work, they have to use antibacterial soaps or they've been taking bleach baths and they've been doing antibiotics and they have a really stressful lifestyle. And it's so funny when I talk to clients, I can almost always pinpoint it down to one stressful situation in their life. And then within the next three months, they get a massive flare up. Mm, yeah, you also see that a lot too. It's usually like a three-month period. Like, what happened three months ago? Um, and that can create flare-ups too with like any condition. But yeah, I love that you mentioned the gut healing because that's really the root to any approach. That's how I approach my clients with PCOS too. And a lot of people might think like, oh, I don't have gut um, issues, but you can still have gut issues, but not have symptoms like diarrhea, constipation, bloating, things like that, and parasites and yeast overgrowth actually super, super common a lot of people when I say like you 
might want to look into, you know, testing, um, like comprehensive tool test. And I mentioned parasites and people are like, they kind of think that it's almost something that only happens in like Southeast Asia or something like that. <laughs> but I've never been to Southeast Asia and I've had numerous parasites. So they can be anywhere. They don't have to be like in tropical countries. Oh, wow. You've actually had them yourself. I've had numerous. Yeah. Wow. I had a, I had a client from Ireland, never traveled anywhere. And she, she dealt with parasites herself too. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's honestly more common than we think. Um, but I mean, it's not something to be scared of. You just get rid of them and <laughs> they leave your body, but it is something definitely if you have any infections, that's the first step. Like it doesn't matter if, you know, you're taking turmeric, aloe vera, like probiotics, if you're not dealing with the thing that's in there, it's not going to help. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's kind of like a whole other beast in itself that contributes to so much. I saw rapid improvement in that particular client. As soon as the parasite was gone, it was like, whoa, she had a massive transformation. Uh, For sure. Like that does make a huge difference. So we're looking obviously at reducing our exposure to toxins. So that is a whole other podcast as well. But (laughs) I definitely usually recommend people like use ewg.org. That's a great place to start. And then I think a lot of people get really overwhelmed. So like even just replacing stuff as they um, run out, oh, they run out. Um, yeah, that's usually a good place to start, but just becoming more aware because even things that are saying like organic or natural doesn't mean that it's clean, you know? Absolutely. So it's so funny that you mentioned EWG. If anybody in my community watches or listens to this podcast, they're going to start laughing because that's like the number one thing I say. I'm like, oh, they're like, is this moisturizer safe? And I'm like, go check EWG.org. Um, I actually have another recommendation that I always send people to. It's called Skin Charisma Ingredient Analyzer. And you can actually copy and paste the ingredients of any product. So whether it's mascara, moisturizer, whatever it is, copy and paste the ingredients into this ingredient analyzer. And it'll go through and tell you like how toxic it is, how it'll bother like different parts of your body. So Definitely. That's, that's a huge, huge, huge part, especially since a lot of people try to manage their eczema topically. That's a mistake that I see a lot is that people will, you know, they don't realize that it's more than just the skin and they're like constantly putting products on it, not realizing the products they're using contain really, really bad toxic ingredients like parabens and sulfates and all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, so what are, obviously you're going to have to send me the link for that so I can put it in the show notes, but what are some of the most common topicals you see people use, apart from like steroid creams, um, that are a big no-no? Um, honestly, anything that has more than one ingredient, I usually tell people to stay away from. I want people really creating their own concoctions. If you have find something and you can read all the ingredients very easily, you know exactly what it is, that's wonderful. But if it's starting to get into these chemicals and getting into anything that has dyes in it, um, I, I make sure everyone stays away from it. So um, for example, I really love, and I actually use this on myself, you know, your eczema usually gets to a point where it's so dry, you wanna pre- prevent it from cracking and bleeding. And 
two of my favorite concoctions that I made is olive oil plus tea tree essential oils. So taking like maybe two tablespoons of olive oil and like a couple drops of tea tree oil. And this was actually able to get rid of some of the itch that I was experiencing. And then another one of my favorites is using shea butter with chamomile essential oil. Um, it's funny though, people with eczema have different triggers. And so if you're somebody using something topically, listen to your body and watch your skin's reaction. Because if anything you're using, natural or not, is causing your skin to get itchy or red, stop using it and find something else. So some people are able to use things like coconut oil, and for other people, it makes their skin red and itchy. So experimenting with all that is really, really key, but staying to things that are natural. Yeah, so essential oils can be awesome, but they are still very powerful. So yeah, I see that a lot. Like People be like... Tea tree oil is fantastic. I use it a lot for acne flare-ups too, um, but it is super, super powerful. Like you don't want to use too much of it, obviously, because it can be very painful. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's, some people use, like you said, the coconut oil, whatever, the tea tree, other essential oils, and they get worse. And it's not because something is natural that you still have to keep doing it if you don't respond well to it. Same thing with foods. If you don't respond well to like spinach, don't eat it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is such a key. I get so many questions because a lot of what happened to me was a dietary transformation and that's what led into a lot of my healing. And so I get a lot of questions about diet and it's like, I have no idea what your body's going to respond to. When it comes to eczema, there's, um, you can get to a point where your liver is actually overworked. And when you get to this point, you become intolerant to something called salicylates. And they're basically just like a natural pesticide in fruits and vegetables. But you can get to a point where you eat something quote unquote healthy, like spinach, and have a massive itch attack. And they're like, what is going on? And so really listening to your body and realizing just because it's healthy doesn't mean that your body is going to respond well to it. Yeah, 100% agree. I dealt with the same thing with histamine, which I'm working through right now. Um, but yeah, foods like fermented foods, citrus, spinach, chocolate, all of avocado, banana, all of the foods that I ate on a daily basis and that are super healthy, I had to eliminate because of histamine, for instance. Yeah. Um, so that's really important to remember. And then I think a lot of people, I've done this mistake, we've all done it. We eliminate these certain foods that are causing problems but then we don't do anything in terms of the healing work and then we reintroduce them, but we still react to them. So we're like, what the hell? I eliminated them. Why can't I eat them? So again, we need to go back to the root. So the gut healing and the liver, again, we need to focus on those because it's going to really suck if you don't work on those and then just eliminate foods for a long time and you're not going to get anywhere, right? Oh, that's so true in so many aspects. For example, like I said, candida being an issue, if you eliminate a bunch of foods that have sugar, because candida actually feeds on sugar, if you're eliminating, you know, sweet potatoes and fruit and all of these things, but you're not actively introducing new bacteria and you're not feeding that bacteria. So for example, a lot of us hear about prebiotics and it's food for probiotics. And if you're not feeding that gut bacteria, it can't thrive and actually fight off the candida. So then when you go to introduce something like a mango again, you're going to have a massive, massive flare up. 
and that goes with anything, you know, like if you're not actively working to heal your eczema, you can absolutely even heal your eczema, wean yourself off of your immunosuppressant or your topical steroid while actively healing, using really, really good healing foods to heal your gut and to improve all of your symptoms. Uh, that's another way around it as well. Yeah, and I love this. And this is why as well with like PCOS or other conditions, there really is no black and white answer. It's going to be very specific individualized, but across the board, there are going to be foods that you want to avoid. Obviously, triggers like gluten and dairy that you can, you know, try to cut out, see if that helps. Um, but in terms of what's going to help you, whole foods for sure. But in terms of specifically, it's going to be different for each person. It is. And it's, it's completely different for each person, but also completely different from each condition. So this is where conditions kind of branch out into their own thing. Every single food has its own chemical components, and these chemicals react with our body's chemical components. And it's really interesting. Um, I'm working with a couple friends on a webinar, and one friend is all about acne, and one friend is about generalized inflammation. And so me, me and my friend, the one with acne and me with eczema, we're so niched down and we know every single food that can help or hurt our condition. We were listening to our friend talk about generalized inflammation and we we're like, uh-oh, not all of these actually apply for <laughs> our specific niche. So that's super interesting as well. Totally. It's going to be very specific for each person, but yeah, we got to follow the individual approach and that's where coaches come in handy because it can be such a headache when you start googling stuff and going down the rabbit hole and you start healing start hearing from one person that sweet potatoes healed their PCOS or <laughs> avocado healed their eczema but then you eat it and you're like they didn't heal me but yeah so it could be very different for each person so if you are struggling and you have no idea where to start this is where a coach can be really handy because we've gone through all the shit beforehand and we've done all the work right so let's taper off into we're getting to the end of the episode but i'd love to hear if you have any favorite supplements for eczema oh my god yes that was such a great question so for eczema there are like three of my favorites one if you're noticing that you're reacting after you eat, and so typically it's within two hours of eating something, it's likely that your liver is overworked. And with that, my favorite supplement is milk thistle. And so you can actually drink this as a tea or take it as a supplement. I typically tell my clients to take it about a half hour before they eat a meal. Um, and it helps your liver just kind of detox all of these toxins and fix um, it being overworked and get it to a place where it can actually filter out salicylates, which is same as histamines, just a major issue for the liver to try to work through. Another one of my favorites that actually addresses the issue of sleep is glycine. So glycine is an amino acid. If you're consuming bone broth, you're actually consuming glycine naturally, but it doesn't hurt to actually consume a little bit more. So taking about please consult your doctor with any of these things as well. Um, supplements get a little bit tricky for each individual person, but from what I've seen, taking about a gram of glycine before you go to bed 
it's it's just an amino acid which means it's a building block of protein it's not specific to sleep but the benefits are that it lowers your body temperature and can actually get you to a place where you're sleeping through the night and you're not waking up itching and i would say another one of my favorites is vitamin d because this is an immune issue vitamin d helps a lot with our immune systems so a lot of people will notice that their eczema starts to flare in the winter well in the west in the winter what happens? It's dark, we're not getting sunlight, we're not getting vitamin D. So making sure that we supplement with a good vitamin D supplement is super important um, in the winter, especially. Amazing. Those are amazing tips. I love this chat. This was so informative and I feel like we could keep going on and on and on. But I would love for you to let us know where we can find you and where you hang out so we can come follow you. And for those who have eczema, if they want to reach out to you, where should they go? Sure. So I have a YouTube channel. You can just type in Michelle Mills Eczema. You will find me, I promise. And I also am on Instagram constantly. I message everyone back through DMs and that's just at Coach Michelle Mills. Amazing. So I'll put the links in the show notes of everything we talked about today and your links. And thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. I thought that was amazing. This was such an impactful chat. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you loved it. I hope this was valuable to you. And with any episode, if you are enjoying this, if you find value in this, if it helps you or anybody else, I always appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. It takes 30 seconds. If you don't know how to do it, Google it. It's super easy and it really does help me reach more people and spread my message. So I really do appreciate it. And send me a screenshot of anything that you find interesting. If you want to share the episode, you want to get chatting on Instagram. I love chatting with you guys on there. So head on over. The link is in the show notes. And thank you so much for supporting me on this podcast, on this journey. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you so much.